good evening. It's ten past nine, and this is Quietly Yours. listening to Quietly Yours, but you already knew that. What you might not know is that tonight's episode is part of a special series called Campfire Tales, which explores folklore and urban legends by placing us right in the middle of a campfire gathering, which is usually the warmest part. Our four friends are going to tell us five stories across five nights, with some listener submissions thrown in for good luck. Yes, that means you're getting five episodes of Quietly Yours this week, but if you're one of our supporters on Patreon, the whole thing is already available for you to listen to right now. This version of Campfire Tales also includes exclusive bonus stories that you can't hear in the standard version. So if you're not yet a supporter, but you want to get your hands on those exclusives, as well as our usual goodies for patrons, you can sign up at patreon.com quietlyyours. But enough of that, let's see what our campers are up to. So, this one's about a couple who were on vacation in Australia, enjoying a bit of sun. They were staying in an Airbnb to try and keep costs down. It looked amazing on the website, but it was a bit of a dump in person. All the condos shared a dumpster, and for some reason it wasn't being collected. So when it got hot in the middle of the day, the condo would be filled with this nasty, rotting smell, and the rubbish had started to attract rats. They would see them scurry past through the window sometimes and they knew they managed to get into the apartment somehow, because they could hear them scratching in the walls at night when they were trying to sleep. But despite all of this, they just got on with it and refused to let it ruin their holiday. But on their last night there, they had this big fight, proper screaming match, and the boyfriend ended up just walking out. He was so mad he didn't want to go back and face her, so he just wandered around for a few hours. But after sunrise, he figured he'd better go back and make amends. It would only be a few hours before they were needed at the airport, after all. When he arrived back at the Airbnb, however, he found it locked, and he didn't have his key with him. He tried knocking for several minutes, but there was no answer, and when he tried to peer in through the windows, he couldn't see anything. The place looked totally empty. At this point, he started to wonder if she'd gone to the restaurant they were planning to have lunch at before heading to the airport, so we headed over there to see. She wasn't there, and he was starting to get worried. He went back to the condo, but again, it was empty. Locked doors, no answer. But the guy who they rented the condo from lived in the same building, so he went to find him. Only, the guy refused to let him in the condo. He said his girlfriend had already checked out and left that morning. Well, that immediately rung alarm bells. He was sure she wouldn't do that, not without talking to him, even after an argument. And the owner? Well, he was acting shady as hell. There was something fishy going on. And he was desperate, so he grabbed a chair and smashed the window. 
He climbed inside and searched the condo. What did he find? Nothing. She wasn't there, neither was any of her stuff. Or any of his stuff. No trace whatsoever. But it turns out breaking and entering is a pretty good way to get arrested, which turned out to be exactly what he needed. He told the police everything that had happened. He told them all of his suspicions. And the police began to conduct a search, starting with the condo. And that's where they found her. What, in the condo? In the condo. Was she dead? No, she was alive. Traumatised, though. And she was physically unharmed, aside from her bloodied fingers, raw and damaged from scratching against the wall she'd been trapped within. And psychologically, well, there were five other bodies in there with her, in various states of decomposition. I don't think she'll be forgetting that anytime soon. That's horrible. It is, but at least there's good news. Oh yeah, what's that? At least there weren't rats in the walls after all. Well, since everyone else is doing it, I suppose I might as well share an urban legend from my own childhood. I remember this story circulating when I was a kid, but after a bit of googling it looks like it was actually pretty widespread across the whole UK. I've seen a couple of people from other countries retell this story, but by and large, this story seems to be localised to Britain, so it might be interesting for listeners elsewhere in the world. It's not one that I expect any of you to believe, I don't think I or any of my friends ever actually believed it. But suspend your disbelief for a moment and enjoy. I've seen a few variations of the story, but here's the one that I remember being told in my childhood, to the best of my memory. The story starts with a young boy called Johnny. Johnny's mother was making dinner when she realised that she didn't have enough liver to finish the meal. But there was an easy solution to that. She gave Johnny some money and told him to go to the butchers and bring back some liver. Johnny was going to do as he was told, but he ran into one of his friends on the way and got distracted. But, eventually, he remembered that he was out for a reason. He said goodbye to his friend and continued on his way to the butchers. He knew they'd be closing soon, so he took a shortcut, one that ran right past the local cemetery. As he passed, he noticed a plastic bag sat on one of the cemetery walls. Odd, but he didn't think too much of it, and continued on his way. By the time he arrived at the butchers, he found that they'd just closed. Damn. He's kicking himself. He knew he'd be in big trouble for this. He was late, he was coming home empty-handed, and now his mother would have to make something else for dinner if she was going to give him any dinner at all. He walked slowly on his way home, dreading what she was going to say when he got back. Then, as he passed the cemetery, he noticed the plastic bag on the wall again. Well, he was in no rush this time, and his curiosity got the better of him. So he grabbed the bag from the wall and peered inside. It had a big portion of liver in it. Well, that was odd. Why would someone leave this here? It looked fresh. Someone must have only bought it today from the butcher and put it down on their way home and forgotten to pick it up again. Who did this belong to? Johnny wondered. But it didn't really matter. This was too big a coincidence 
too perfect an opportunity to pass up. Johnny didn't want to go home empty-handed, and here was the liver he needed right in front of him. He didn't care who it belonged to, he didn't care who he was stealing from. He took the liver, and he hurried home. He got back and made up some story about why he was late, his mother bought it. She cooked the liver, and they enjoyed their meal. Later that night, Johnny was woken by a loud bang from downstairs. It sounded like the door to the house being slammed shut. He thought maybe it was his mother, but he could see through his bedroom door that there were no lights on downstairs. He waited a moment, but there was no further sound. So, passing it off as his imagination, he tried to go back to sleep. And then, there was another thud. Quieter, this time, but it sounded closer, Johnny thought. He waited. Silence. Was it a pipe? Or something outside? No. No, it definitely sounded like it was coming from within the house, down by the bottom of the stairs. Or maybe the whole thing was just in Johnny's mind. Until... Another thud. Louder this time, or closer, maybe. What could that be? Thud. Johnny wanted to call out, to ask if anyone was there, but he couldn't find his voice. He was too afraid. Thud. And then Johnny thought of the tree. The big old tree by the side of the house, with its thick, heavy branches swaying in the breeze. Yes, yes, that was it. It's the branches of the tree and the wind banging against the side of the house, creating that almost rhythmic thud, thud, thud. For a moment, he was relieved. But then he heard again that thudding noise from the stairs, still getting louder, and this time it was followed by a quiet but distinctive whisper, just loud enough to make out. Johnny! Who's there? he asked. Thud. And then, that whisper. Johnny! Thud. Johnny! I want my liver back, Johnny! Johnny's mother found him dead in his bed the very next morning. A large, bloody hole where his liver should have been. Well, that's all for tonight's episode, but we'll pick up where we left off tomorrow when Campfire Tales returns for another episode. If you want to let us know what you think of this mini-series so far, please do. You can get in touch with us via Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or Tumblr. Our handle everywhere is quietlypodcast. You can also email us at quietlyyours at daffodillies.co.uk, and as always, you'll find our website at daffodillies.co.uk slash quietly yours. Don't forget that the full version of this episode is available on Patreon and includes stories that you can't hear anywhere else. To get your hands on those bonuses, head to patreon.com slash quietly yours. So, until tomorrow, I am quietly yours, and you are...